Good afternoon, collectors and friends. Welcome to this edition of Layton's Loft. How are we doing today? Very well, Lou. How are you today? Everyone's wound up already today. They want to know about the ticket. Everyone's asking about the ticket. Well, I'm super pumped for Daniel Lynch, member of our own community. And, uh, you know, I'm not that familiar with the value, okay, or the pop. So maybe Daniel's going to chime in here. But I know that Daniel very much has cared that it was real. When he showed it to me, listen, I'm certainly no ticket expert, but I've handled a number of tickets. Yep. And I felt comfortable that it was real. And I've seen stuff like this before. This just looked like to me it was affixed to a scrapbook or something of, of you know, similar um, type storage. And, uh, excuse me, he was just hoping that it was authentic. Yep. I'm like, oh, I didn't think there was going to be a problem. But, you know, listen, I wasn't the one who wrote the check or bought the, you know, bought the ticket. <laughs> uh, what's shaking, Chris? What's up, Ian? What's up, Bry? What's up, Cuff Daddy? Uh, so we just recently got the grade online, and I um, let Daniel know. I'm like, hey, I think this is your ticket. So he did indeed confirm it was his. And then as soon as we got it, I wanted to show it off. Uh, I would imagine we'll be either uh, giving it to Daniel soon in person or shipping it to him. Um, but really excited that it came back uh, authentic. And I'm sure Daniel's a little bit more familiar with the pop than myself, but I think it's fairly low. Um, maybe maybe I'm uh, misspeaking here, but um, I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I get it up. Let me put it up. There we go. Oh, great. I love that. Oh, and, you know, it's a, it's a one and a half, but it looks, I mean, it doesn't look like a one and a half. It's because of the tape. No, it's great. It's in great shape. For $5, <laughs> you could have seen the 48 World Series. Game number two between the Indians and the Braves. Bob Lemon against Warren Spahn. Just two Hall of Famers. That's all. Yep. Good Lord. Now you can't get a bag of peanuts at a Red Sox game in May for $5. I'm saying like, I'm fairly certain you can't get anything for $5. Any guess at the value of the ticket, Brian asks? Uh, I would ask Daniel. Absolutely. Now, the, the Yankee cap is a combination of <laughs> Crosby's getting a little bit more into baseball. We were throwing at the beach. Uh, that was really fun because uh, he was able to unwind a bunch. Um, nice. so this is a this is a great looking ticket for a one and a half. I'll tell you that. Come on, playing catch with the sun at the beach. What's better than that? Oh, so this is cool. So basically, Daniel um, personally collects Warren Spahn and the 48 Braves. And I know why he told me a little bit about his Braves story. Um so, you know, this is from Warren Spahn's rookie year. So he pitched in game two of the World Series. It's really cool. That is very cool. So that's at Bra that's Braves Field, right? Yep. Oh, 48, yeah, Braves Field. Yes, sir. Yeah. Very cool. I've been there for watching the uh, breakers back in the old USFL days. Um, all right, so we got a couple other cards to show off here. This is a card, even though I've not sold, um, you know, the uh, Garrett yet. This is from the Arizona find from last uh, summer. Recently had it graded by SGC. And I'm in talks, trade negotiations, if you will, with none other than our very own Jim Ector. He was mm -hmm. waiting for me to get this back. So I wanted to show off live on the show. I'm going to text him after the show if he's not watching. I know he often watches. Yep. Um, but I'm, uh, you know, excited about this card. I did mention this to uh, Jim as well. 
it really it looks great for it too. It kind of looks like a four. Yeah, um, but it has Anything this except centering. Yeah. So it's got the imprint of some pencil writing on the back. I don't know how much you're going to be able to read that, Lou. No, you can yeah. barely see it. Yeah. As I'm saying, so the good thing is you can barely see it. I chose SGC to not mess with a qualifier from PSA. doesn't mean I would have got a qualifier, but just don't want to mess around. So yep. frankly, if Jim doesn't, if we don't work something out, I might create it with PSA and see what happens because I'm not going to get lower than a two. I might get like a four MK. I might get a straight three. Um, but I thought this looks really good for a two. Yep. And if you want to read the full story on this Lou Gehrig and hundreds of other Gaudis that I bought last summer in Arizona as part of the Epic Gaudi find, please check out my blog at blog.justcollect.com. Now, I normally don't have as many cards to show and tell, but I have been doing some spring cleaning, right, for the national, getting <laughs> some things in order. Hey, what's shaking, Nick? And uh, I believe I've shown this before, but this is one of my favorite Otani cards. You know, it's not technically licensed um, uh, because it's made by uh, Panini, um, but I really love the white sparkle Ooh, um, yeah. insert, uh, you know, or, or set, if you will, from Panini. And so basketball is very popular. Football is very popular. Those are licensed. But, you know, the Otani white sparkle and baseball is not an easy card to find. This one is graded BGS gem mint. And I believe I bought it a couple summers ago, held on to it uh, ever since. And uh, with Otani being hot, what I'm doing is reevaluating what I have. And even though, of course, I'd love to keep them all, I'm considering selling one or two of them, Lou. Sure. To make sure that I continue to thin the herd and, um, you know, make sure I don't have too many cards of, you know, whether it be one player or, uh, you know, one genre. And, uh, you know, I feel like with the Otani cards going up, it's responsible of me to at least check out what's going on with the market. Sure. Does a great season or a historic season change the hierarchy of the value of a player's card? Like, for example, will judges' cards from last year be worth more? Uh, probably not more than his rookies, but does it ever change? Does the accomplishment of the season change the value of the card? No, but the accomplishment of the season um, will usually lead to the card price going up because demand is going to be going yeah. up a lot. And in some cases, I mean, even though Otani was a known commodity, if you look at some of the prices, like his basic cards, you know, the cards that are a little bit easier to find, Lou, like a 2018 Bowman Chrome PSA 10, some of those cards are up, you know, between 100 and 300, 400% just since last year. Uh, so, so it's it more of a rising tide effect than actually raising a particular year's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, knew, I see what you're saying. I think, for example, like people really enjoy the 56 Mickey uh, mantle card. Um, of course, it's a great looking card, but it's also a triple crown year. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, like post career, maybe you look at things like that. Yeah. But in general, at least the way that people have been collecting cards for some time, uh, the rookie cards are the, the big cards people covet. This is going to be quite the off season for Otani. This is going to be a very special year. It is now, Lou. While we're talking about Otani, and we're showing off one of his uh, cooler, more rare uh, rookie cards that are not autographed, because mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any more than a few dozen of these in existence. Uh, not Jeb Mint, just of the White Sparkle rookie. Yep. Um, where do you think's the leading team for him to go? And then give me a dark horse team that you think you know what he could still end up there, but people don't necessarily think he will. I think it's the Dodgers. I, I think because I think he wants to stay on the West Coast and the Dodgers sure. have the pockets and the, and the willingness to go that big on a guy. In fact, you can almost see them kind of pruning to get ready for it. And obviously, 
both the Mets and the Yankees, less so the Yankees, it seems, you can tell me if I'm wrong, both the Mets and Yankees are seem to be willing to give overwhelming offers that could change the deal. But it, to me, it's Mets, Yankees, or Dodgers. I, I, I just don't, I don't know if it goes another way. Well, I definitely think the Dodgers are leading. And although it's possible that either the Yankees or the Mets could make a bona fide offer, I'm more thinking a team like the Padres. I'm not saying the Padres are going to be it. But a West Coast team that would have the means, right? You know, yep. you didn't think the Padres were going to make a move for Soto. You didn't know what they were doing out there. And all of a sudden, I'm not, they're not flourishing at the moment, but they at least have some good names. Do you see a team like Arizona or the Padres making a run? No, no. Okay. Now, Padres possibly because they have, they're willing to spend. And my first impulse, while well, their results of spending haven't been that good, how reticent, how reticent are they going to be to go bigger? Could kind of say the same thing about the Mets, actually. But, you know, the Mets seem like we'll just spend. doesn't really matter. Um, I, think, I think it's possible that the Mets, maybe even the Yankees, depending on if they have some analytics that says what Otani's worth to their franchise, I think that they could overspend. Well, Otani is Otani is the, there's the player who is worth the value enough. I mean, we're in we're 500 million plus just on the value of the player because a you're getting two different players, you're getting a pitcher and a hitter. Yep. But b there's an equation here with Otani in Los Angeles, in New York, uh, either for the Mets or the Yankees about marketing and uh, jerseys and all that kind of stuff. They own networks right? That they have to get advertising for networks. And that's going to make a big impact to their business on a number of different levels. Outside of the major markets, I'm not sure it's that big a deal. Like even in San Diego, I'm not sure it's the same impact for San Diego that it would be for the Dodgers or the Mets or the Yankees. Great point, Lou. Uh, well, nonetheless, I'm really excited just because I enjoy watching Otani play. Oh, and yeah. as much as I don't want him to go to the Mets, I prefer him to come to an East Coast team so I could see him play more. Yeah. Yeah, we'd all um, love to see that. It's it's just been so much fun. The WBC was such a great showcase. Oh my god. Yeah. Fun to no, watch. I I uh I think I'm in love with the WBC. Looking forward to the next one. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, as far as Otani goes. Um, I think you're right, Lou. I think he's likely gonna end up with the Dodgers. I think he does want to stay out in the West Coast. But anything's possible when you're talking about this kind of money. Oh, it's funny. Chris says you want to see another Benia-type deal again, um, payments for 25-plus years. But um, there was just an example the other day of, oh, who is the player who's going to be paid similarly? Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Yeah. We're, we're going to be having Mookie Betts days for a decade or more after his contract is up or after his playing days are up because his contract is structured very similarly. Yeah, so uh, before I show off the next group of cards, Lou, I want to talk about uh, buying and what we're doing here at Just Collect as well as Vintage Breaks. Special shout out to Vintage Breaks Midwest and my friend uh, Jason from Otia. So as far as the national, and let's rewind a little bit before there and talk about the Nashville National. Mm -hmm. which is this weekend. Why am I going down there? So I'm going down to the Nashville, Tennessee. Apparently it's their national, hundreds of tables. I was talking to my buddy Joe Pank earlier today. And we're both excited because we've heard Nashville is a great place to check out. And I'm staying downtown in Sobro. Now I'm hip. 
Nice. I'm staying yeah. in a cool area, I believe. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to meet dealers that I've either never met before or haven't seen in a long time. And I'm kind of getting my, you know, card show, I guess, fix in before the national, because as soon as the national comes, um, it's very intense. And I feel like this is a great dry run for it, not just to buy stuff, but to, you know, the meet and greet, you know, the shaking hands and kissing babies and having fun. And uh, that's what I'm going down there to do. Gilmore's going to be joining me on Friday at the show. So if you're in the area, even if you have nothing to sell, you got nothing to buy at the show, just come by and say hi. Uh, we'd love to meet up with you. Send me a DM or an email, LeightonAtJustCollect.com. I'm flying in tomorrow. I get into the show early afternoon. That's when setup happens. And, of course, for those who don't know that much about card shows, those are uh, that's when typically the best stuff's still available. And of course, I want to have a chance to maybe yep. buying some uh, great pieces or great cards. Um, I'm also going to be seeing a few appointments. We've been fortunate to have a few leads that have come out of the Tennessee area, the Nashville area, in the last, I'd say, couple weeks. Um, also looking forward to grabbing some drinks and maybe dinner. Uh, I know Alex is down there. Uh, he's buddies with Gilmore, but Alex reached out, so I'm hoping to uh, meet him for the first time in person. And then uh, um, someone I've met before in person, but Nate from Grand Slam, uh, he runs a great shop in the area. He'll be set up at the show. And Sports Card Nonsense is going to be set up at the show. So the point is, if you want to meet up just to say hi, grab some Cracker Jacks, a beer, a meal, please drop me a line. Email me, latenatjustcollect.com, or DM me on Instagram. Those are probably the two best ways. Yeah, Stephen, I'll be going to the Nashville National tomorrow into Saturday. That's going to be a nice city to visit. So I'm just think, you know, just expanding the, just seeing different cities. It's going to be great. Looking forward to getting my eats eats on. Right, the food's great. <laughs> yep. Her the uh, atmosphere is great. Uh, a lot of live music, and then of course the added uh, bonus of maybe even doing some business. Yep. Uh, which is really cool. I'll make sure I leave the hat at home. I'm not going to walk down there with. Uh, oh, very cool, Stephen. Well, if your son's into cards or wants to meet, I'd be happy to meet him. But I don't think he's into cards based on what you shared with me over the uh, over the years. Um, so as far as uh, you know, us buying, I want to make sure the community knows we're still here buying from the Vintage Breaks community, from the Just Collect community, all the way up until the National. Uh, we just bought a really nice collection late last week. I'm going to show that off to you in just a few minutes. Um, we're buying anything and everything from cheap graded slabs all the way up to expensive graded collections, or for that matter, what I'm about to show you, a very special ungraded vintage collection. Of course, I'm hoping to buy more of this type of stuff in Nashville and the national, but you never know. Can't control it. Mm -hmm. Afternoon chef. All right. So let's I don't see think this. you'll have a problem with a Yankees hat down there. I'll bet Nashville is like, I bet Nashville and Austin are pretty similar in, in that they're probably campus towns where more people coming from other parts of the country than natives. Um, all right, Lou, we got 13 cards. All right. And I'm going to show them off now one at a time. Okay. Work on the accent. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to pretend to do that. No, yeah. no, no, I'm not going to pretend to do that. Believe me. <laughs> uh, I bought some actually great teals from Tennessee. I haven't been to Tennessee in a very long time. We bought an amazing tobacco collection from Tennessee. I don't know if it was from Nashville. Uh, many years ago, you can check our blog at blog.justcollect.com. But today's collection... J5 continues to do it again and again. 
uh, got this individual to ship these cards in after we gave them an initial estimate, Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these cards are expensive. So we really took our time to make sure we, we you know, gave them um, uh, the appropriate grade and therefore the right, uh, right valuation, told them what we thought they were worth, what they what we would pay. And even though there's a few minor changes, I'm grateful to say that it didn't rock the boat too much. Yep. And we were able to procure this collection of 14 cards or 13 cards um, I'm about to show you. And we've not graded anything yet, of course. We just got them. This individual has more cards, so we're not going to tell you exactly where they're from. Um, but we're hoping this is just the tip of the iceberg. Nice. First card up, 48. Ooh. The uh, Sports Thrill set is fairly known, uh, fairly widely known for the Jackie Robinson. But the Lou Gehrig card is very popular, and this one is in really nice shape. Yeah. So I dig that, Lou, because it's not a Gehrig I see every day. With right. Shake and James. Yeah, sure. If you get me uh, into the studio, Chef, I'm down. Especially a night out in the town. I'll, I'll be doing uh, some karaoke. Hey, Todd. How you doing? All right. <laughs> She's broken my card-breaking ha- heart. <laughs> I like it, Tom. Oh, man. Who knows what's going to happen down there? That's for sure. <laughs> um. All right, next up, one of my favorite cards from the 33 Gaudi Sport King set. I mean, how do you not love the leather helmet? Yeah. One of the earliest, most pivotal football uh, players there is, Red Grange. 1933 Gaudi Sport King. So really nice example, gang. That's beautiful. It's just so nicely balanced. I like the colors and stuff. It's just a pretty looking card. If you're enjoying our content, please smash the like button. Make sure you click the bell so you're, you're subscribed to our channel. Mm-hmm. You'll be notified each and every time Leighton's Loft goes live. Next up, speaking 52 of Tops. Spahn, yeah. Speaking of, former Brave Warren Spawn, not his rookie, but a really nice example is a 52. And this is one of those, Lou, I don't care about centering. This card is beautiful. Yep. It is really nice. Just nice. Lou, everyone, nice everyone's record. writing lyrics for me. I thought she was a gem, but she was just a common. (laughs) God. Guys, I'll be singing if I drink Uh, enough, so who knows? (laughs) All right. Oh, this is one of the nicer cards in the group. Really sweet. Speaking of, we were just talking about this 56. Yes. Tops Mickey Mantle from his triple crown year a little bit ago. This is a very nice example. Fresh. To the hobby this gentleman is in his 70s very clearly said he doesn't believe his kids want it so he wanted to be treated fairly he was nervous this is interesting by the way lou this gentleman chose to start with his ungraded cards even though he has some graded oh and i asked j5 like why he's like he's not nervous about the graded kind of makes sense meaning he knows it's a nine it's worth yep. this late will pay you know um uh you know that Great. I don't think he had any questions about the graded. I think he was nervous about ungraded, meaning, Lou, Leighton, you said it's X, it's VG because you looked yep. at the angle wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so I really was very uh, grateful that we were able to work out a deal for these. Yeah, so there's a little less negotiating on the graded because that's more quantifiable. Value is more quantifiable. But most people kind of, I feel like, want to start there. He's like, no, I want to rip the Band-Aid off and start with something really hard. Like, All right, you know, sure. it's yep. great cards. I love that card. It just laid out so nicely. Oh, 56 Mantle's great. Yep. Um, 58 Hops, Roger Maris. 
Sean, I think you were the one who used to do the uh, cartoons of you are doing about me singing in Nashville, man. I'm looking forward to reading it on the plane. When I found out they were selling Fleer, I left and had myself a beer. It's, it's writing itself. That's what I'm saying. By the time it's over, we're going to have like the first single available. Song is writing itself. The uh, really sweet album. Oh, God, I like this. So do I. <laughs> All right, next up, we're starting to go pre-war now. This is really cool. Uh, okay, let me just verify. All right, one each of a Hall of Famer from 15 and then 14. 1915, really sweet, solid. Look, an example of home run Baker, 1915 yeah. Cracker Jack. 15 Cracker, I mean, any Cracker Jacks in general, like, I don't get any, believe me. Gorgeous cards, yeah. I got a. We have someone here who, uh, who's got. I think they're like they were pasting the scrapbook. They contacted us like a year and a half ago. I asked J five. I'm not kidding. Every three days, <laughs> you know, I told them the market went up. We we communicated that to them. Nothing. Yep. I hope every day. I do. All right. Next up, 1914. First year, much tougher for those who don't know why 1914 Cracker Jack is tougher to find than 1915 Cracker Jack. Both years of Cracker Jack baseball cards came in the storied Cracker Jack, can, you know, um, the candy, right? You know, the popcorn, yeah, right? the pouches. However, in 1914, they only came one at a time in those pouches. Oh. In 1915, for 25 cents, I think, and uh, what do they say? A coupon? for No, for 10 cents. Uh, no, for, fi for 50 coupons or one coupon and 10 cents. You could get a factory set. Oh. Unbelievable. See, I'm always amazed by these cards because if you told me the idea that you're going to make them with orange backgrounds, the Cracker Jack orange backgrounds, I just said, oh, those will look awful, but they look awesome. They just yeah, work. Yeah, it's more like some of them look orange. Most people think they're like a red. I don't know how it comes across on the screen. Um, they're like, a, you know, they're supposed to be like a deep red, but they look beautiful. And to be fair, Lou, right? I'm not much into calligraphy. But the way they wrote that Cracker Jack yep. ball players is just so indicative of the time. Yep. They're just gorgeous. All right. We got a few more examples. Now we do have a Warren Spawn rookie card. 1948 right. Leaf. Goes very well with the ticket. Uh, oh, we are approaching the end of the loft. So this is perfect timing. The, gra the graphics are just the love these cards. Lou. Was excellent. This is yeah. a piece of art. Of course. Yeah, this is really why people is. love the cards. You know, don't forget, people aren't buying a 1948 Leaf Warren Spawn or cards of like this ilk because they think they're ugly. No, no. You know? I mean, you could see that on like blown up on a wall and make great. All right. Here is one of the key cards in the collection. Just hanging around, <laughs> ungraded. Oh, it's not high grade, but yet it's out there in the wild just when you think you're not going to find another 1948 Leaf Jackie Robinson rookie card. Oh, my God. We did. Beautiful. Just beautiful. No, it's not going to grade high. It doesn't matter. Nope. We got a piece of baseball history. We got a piece of art. We got a commodity that's worth some money. And Amazing. I don't want to sell it. That's the problem with this business. 
the good stuff you don't want to sell. You know, it's like my brother-in-law is in the liquor business, right? His family owns a liquor business. If he wants to take home a bottle of tequila or bring home bring home a bottle of wine, it's not a problem, Lou. They order right. extra. Yep. If you want a Jackie Robinson rookie, it's thousands of dollars. <laughs> it's not good. No. It's just not good. Just think of it this way. You're going to find it a very good home, a loving home. Well, for now, it's in my home. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. And that's part of the reason why people ask me, like, you know, late, why did it take you so long to grade the 52 mantle that you recently graded, the tops? Because I knew I wasn't selling it ungraded. So I know that as long as I own this card ungraded, this 48-leaf Jackie, I'm not selling it. There I can't go. sell it. You got a little time buffer, right? I do. I yeah. do. It's Good. a little collecting hack I'm, I'm revealing today live. You might think I'm a complete lunatic, but it's the truth. No, makes perfect sense. And holding that in hand, it's God. Of course. It's history. It's American history. Absolutely. I show it to Crosby. He'll ask me how much it's worth, and then we'll figure out what he can buy with it. <laughs> well, he um, doesn't have the context that we have. Not yet, but he's getting there. He's yep. you know, we we did. We had some good catches on the beach. He was I'm sure you remember this, Lou. Sports starts to become a lot more fun as you're better at it. Yes. Right. So he's catching the ball now with his mitt. He's not afraid of it nearly as much. He's making solid throws, and he can tell the difference, you know, between a hard throw and just um, yep. uh, kind of tossing it over lazy. And I said to him, lazy throws are okay, but when you want to throw with intent, you got to follow through, and it's great. But when you get to the point a little bit further along where the catching is just the um, associative part, and you guys are having a conversation, and you're not thinking about playing catch, you're just playing catch just because it's fun and you know, you don't have to worry about not catching it or making a bad throw or screwing up or something like that. And it's those talks are the best. Yeah. We played some Frisbee yesterday. He was getting, he's getting a pretty good throw on a Frisbee. Um, I do, you know, I'm after, this is after the Seinfeld episode where George has the, you know, the, the man hand, the, the, sorry, not the man hands, the model hands and he the burns it at the hand. end and his yeah. career's over. Yeah. That's what I'm going for here. All right. So we have three more cards that we're closing up here on Layton's Loft. I hope you enjoyed today. Now, I don't know that I'll be doing a formal training card therapy from Tennessee, but I am trying to do a quick five or 10 minute, um, whatever you want to call it, from the show to get yep. everyone a little behind the black curtain. You can see what's going on. So hang on to your seatbelts, folks. These are pre-war and they are fantastic. Ooh, exciting. Next up, Tito Six Hall of Famer, just a gorgeous looking card, man. Johnny Ever. So you got to remember, this collector's been collecting for forty plus years. Okay, great color, relatively centered. It's what a great example. Oh no, I'm very very excited about this card. This is a beauty. How is that going to grade? What do you think? Uh, I got to take a better look. But from first glance, it looks like it's going to grade pretty high. But I feel like there was something wrong with it. But I could be wrong, Lou. Um, I just was very excited to show it off. Now there's two more cards. Hi, Jeff. Addy Joss portrait. Ugh, Solid yeah. mid-grade. Very well-centered. Yep. If you don't know anything about Addy Joss, look him up. That Addy Joss day, he came down with an illness and died as a young man. But it's a beauty. All right, so this card right here, the quality is insane. Insane. 
It was tiny, still pre-war, right? Tiny bit of state pre-war still. Yep. Tiny bit of stating in the lower left, but it doesn't take away from the eye appeal. Tiny bit of staining on the back lower edge doesn't take away from the eye appeal. And you probably can't see that there's minor creasing in the upper slash wrinkling in the upper right. But this is a card that's going to set a record for the grades. It's probably going to grade Ooh. between a three and a four. But check out this unbelievable eye appeal. 1910 T206 Ty Cobb Red Portrait. Oh. Look at that eye appeal. It's gorgeous. That is a beauty. I don't even think you can see it from here. It's got a situation in the upper right. I don't even think you could see it. It's there. Believe me. I wish it wasn't. Gorgeous card. But this card is unbelievable. Yeah, but the eye appeal is going to overcome that, I think. Absolutely. Gorgeous. We card. are proud to have bought this card amongst the 13 others. You'll see the full story on our blog at blog.justcollect.com coming soon. But this is why I do what I do as far as treasure hunting, because it's amazing to think that there's collections like this still out there. And this is only 14 cards. Yeah. I, yeah. Every week, it's just stunning what comes out of the water. I mean, it's just amazing. I hope everyone enjoyed today's show. Thanks for tuning into Layton's Loft. Until tomorrow afternoon, live from Nashville, Tennessee. Drop me a line if you're going to be there. See you in Tennessee, folks.